Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast. This one is really awesome. It's with Nolan from B4 Barbecue and Boba. They're in Maybank, Texas. And before I kind of explain the scenario, Nolan is just a great guy. You're going to love him after this. He has so much integrity, so much heart. He works so hard. He and his wife. This is a great story about determination and about switching careers because he's only been doing this for 11 months. And I had heard about him. I had read an article from Daniel Vaughn, barbecue editor for Texas Monthly, where he talked about a place in Maybank that was so busy that it had to shut down. And that was his food truck. He talks all about that. And then now he is working out of a feed store. It's perfect opportunity, perfect spot. He describes it in totality. And he also talks about his pits. He built a pit. This the interview starts where he talks about uh, an eye injury, a burning of his eye uh, from welding. <laughs> so we talk, we start talking about that. And of course, just like all these, they kind of just jump into conversation. But the conversation is so great. I don't want to get too into it, but I know that you're going to love it. You're going to be so interested in visiting. You're definitely going to want to put this on your list. The menu just sounds spectacular. And the way he conceptualizes the menu, and this is just one thing I want to say, is that he he's put it together so that if you don't have a lot of money or if you're willing to spend for a large platter, you, you're covered. He wants to be able to feed anyone that comes in. And I think that's a great testament to who he is. And he gives a couple stories revolving that. But this is just an awesome thing. And this is just the beginning. He, they're thinking about breakfast and dinner. It's going to be even greater than it already is. And the food looks fantastic. If you're just listening to this on the podcast side, jump to the YouTube side and just look at the montage and you'll be blown away. And you'll, you won't believe that he's only been doing this for 11 months. It is crazy. So I can't thank Nolan enough for taking the time. Uh, it is raining really, really, really hard. So every so often there's like a sound and that's the sound of rain, like <laughs> really heavy Texas rain. So that's kind of a cool thing that is part of this. I tried to edit some of it out, but I left a lot of it in. But I have a website at kevinsbbqjoints.com if you want to see all of my lists and all the crazy stuff that I put together there. I'm at Kevin's BBQ Joints on all the social media. But at the end, stay safe and visit your local barbecue joint. Good afternoon, Nolan. How are you? Good, sir. How are you? I'm good. How? First off, I want to know, I know that you had a little bit of an incident welding, and I want to talk about the pit and everything, but uh, are you doing okay? Yeah, no, I'm fine now. So uh, a lot of my buddies were kind of giving me crap about it, but it. Uh, long story short, while I was welding, I was wearing a mask. When I was done welding and I was using the plasma cutter, I took the mask off thinking, oh, yeah, it's just a plasma cutter. It's not as bad. Well, long story short, yeah, those are... Uh, they definitely need, you need to have uh, the proper eye protection. What it is, is it boils down to, it's a sunburn on the eyeballs from the light from the, you know, the plasma cutter. So I woke up at about two o'clock in the morning that night, feeling like somebody had just poured sand and jalapeno juice in my eyeballs. And I woke up freaking out, not knowing what was going on. I felt like a complete baby. My wife, was, I had to wake her up and she's like, what is going on? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I was like, you know, I just, I didn't know. So. Um, she ended up actually helping me get in the shower, wash my face, and then uh, she helped me get dressed. And I was literally blind for four hours. And she had to take me to the ER. I had to put my hands on her shoulders and walk in. Stupid move on my part completely. You know, I, I thought I was in the good, but I wasn't. And I learned the price, and uh, or I paid the price, and I learned from it. So that's not going to happen again. What were those four hours of being blind? Did they teach you anything about your vision, like appreciate your vision more? For sure. No, it was... Uh, I mean, I didn't, I never was scared to the point where I thought I lost my vision. I okay. knew that something, it had to have happened from what we were doing that day. I just couldn't pinpoint it. 
But once the doctor, like, as soon as I came in, he goes, let me guess, you were doing some welding today. And I was like, okay, so this is definitely a normal thing. I'm not the only idiot that's walking into this hospital with, uh, you well, know, welding issues. So, uh, well, I'm glad you're okay. And that is, that's, that's, a, you know, this may be, if someone's listening, it's a good safety tip to wear the shield yeah. or the, yes, sir, for sure. is it goggles? Yeah. Are they goggles or is it a shield? No, so, so I was actually wearing a welding shield while I was welding. And then I just threw on my sunglasses when I was using the plasma cutter, which is not, not enough. Okay. Well, we'll get to what you were doing to cause that. But where do you, and first off, because uh, I, I think I'm going to mispronounce it. Is it Mabank or Mabank? Maybank. Maybank. <laughs> yeah, Maybank. The yep. third thing I didn't say. Yeah, a lot of people, when they write it out, you know, if we have customers, say if we have somebody that reaches out on social media and says, you know, hey, where are y'all located? One of my customers will jump in and say Maybank, and then we'll have somebody else that's not a customer, and they'll say Maybank, but it, they'll spell it with a Y. So for anybody watching, it's M-A-B-A-N-K, Maybank. Maybank, and that is South. I think there is actually East... another Maybank, Texas. Oh yeah, I think, there, I think there is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. Okay, so it's not well, that. Hopefully, we haven't had too many customers go to the other Maybank looking for us. So. so it's the one that's southeast of Dallas, right? Dallas. Yep. So if you just hop on uh, 45 outside of downtown for like two miles, jump on the 175 going towards Kaufman, it's literally like a 50-minute drive from downtown Dallas to Maybank. Uh, it's about 20 minutes past Kaufman. Did you grow up in Maybank? No, I'm actually from Fort Worth, uh, okay. Northwood Sun Hills, Keller area. Okay. And then so growing up, were you involved in the world? What, you were planning on military service. Was that your goal? Yes, sir. Yep. That was my goal. My dad, my grandpa, my dad, um, my whole, every, pretty much every male uh, in my family has always been military. So it's kind of my natural calling. I didn't really have a say in the matter. I mean, I did, but you know, I felt that it was my duty to fall in their footsteps. Yeah. So like you were, yeah, it was like you were, you were compelled to do that. Was that, was right. it, was it military service as in specifically the army? Yes, sir. What do you think the military did to prepare you for what you're doing now? Well, I think it started with my dad just giving me a good base foundation. He was never easy on me, never let me get away with things. Um, he was the first one to put his foot in my butt, if you know what I mean, for anything I did screwing up as a child. So um, it always just kind of pushed me to do my best at everything. I have the mindset that the reason I feel like we do so good in this industry is not only because we're a unit as a family and we're doing this together to provide for ourselves, but I, I tell people all the time, you know, there's not very many people in this world that are going to outwork me because you know, I, I just when I'm doing something, I give it my all, and I got a wife and kids that look at me and look up to me, and you know, they're so even though they're here helping every day, but it's just as a unit, like this is there's no plan B for us. No, there's no plan B, definitely. So how did this how did this come about when you came back? Were you already married before you left? No. So my wife and I went to middle school together. We've known each other since middle school. Wow. Um, never dated anything like that. We just kind of knew each other, friends. I posted a picture. It's kind of funny. Back, you remember the MySpace days? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I posted a picture um, on a mountaintop at our OP in Afghanistan, and I had on a Carhartt hoodie. I was. We were so high up. We were actually above the clouds where our OP was at like 7,800 feet elevation. And um, I was standing there with a picture with an AK and I uh, had a car hoodie on. And I just posted a picture on MySpace. And my wife at the time, she liked it. And then she was in my inbox like within five minutes. And, you know, it was, we just kind of started chit chatting. I think it was like on Valentine's Day or something. It was kind of the end of it right there. We just started talking and I was all excited because I was just like, hey, I remember her. Like she was like Miss Popular, super good looking girl at school. And I was always the quiet one. I wasn't allowed to party or do anything like that so you know once i got the military i put some meat on my bones and uh yeah you know, just kind of 
went from a, a blossom from a, a little boy to a man. You know what I mean? So uh, it was just it was cool. But yeah, so That's we started. Cool. We knew each other in middle school, and then in high school went together or went to high school together. Just kind of started talking like literally right as I was getting back from Afghanistan. Were, you, were your plans when you came back? They weren't barbecue related. What, what were your plans no. when you got back? Man, this is not even a year old. Idea. Yeah, like, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's, it's mind-blowing, I'll say that much. Um, it is mind-blowing, really. So when I first got out, you know, I was chasing money. I went to the oil field. When I went to the oil field, um, I was driving a truck. I got my CDL, and I was making pretty good money, but I was starting to see how much money I was making other people. And I was like, man, I could do this for myself. So I ended up getting a trucking company, and we started that. <clears throat> and I taught myself how to cut hair when I was in the military. Oh, yeah. So when I got out, I used my GI Bill to be a barber as well. So at one point for a while, I was I, had, I owned a barber shop. I was cutting hair full time while I had like five 18 wheelers on the road running trucks. So we were doing really good money wise, but it was very stressful. And um, so we ended up selling our place, selling everything. And um, I kept the trucks or I kept a truck for myself. We moved. I was doing the truck about myself. COVID hit. It pretty much kind of wiped out my business. Like I was still running and making money, but not like what we were because I wasn't hauling essential goods like toilet paper and Lysol wipes. And uh, <laughs> yeah, the most <laughs> you remember those days. So uh, it's, a, it's almost hard to fathom. No, it is for sure. Um, but long story short, we ended up moving here to Maybank. I had no plan on ever doing barbecue. I didn't even start doing barbecue till COVID. Once COVID hit, um, you know, my trucking slowed down. I went and bought me a pellet smoker. It was a rec tech. Started cooking on that and I uh, just kind of fell in love with it. And it got to where like every weekend we were cooking something new and uh, started getting to where I was like, man, I was like, we should invite some friends over. So we'd have friends come over and they'd come hang out and get in our pool and drink and, you know, just start doing that. And I just kept getting more and more good feedback. And uh, I just never really thought nothing of it. And then when we moved here, um, I took about six months off work. We made pretty good money on the sale of our home. So we just kind of hung out for a while. And my wife, uh, I came time for me to go back work and my wife said uh you know hey we don't we don't really want you to go back on the road and i'm like well what are we gonna do like that's all i know is haircutting and and, and the haircutting yeah. world i love it it's my passion but it's not something i want to do as a, as a job to provide for my family every day and so we uh she was like let's start a food truck and i was like doing what and she said barbecue and i just was like babe like i literally learned how to barbecue like a year and a half ago what are you talking about she was like, you're really good at it. She was like, everybody always tells us. I'm like, all right, you know what? This is what you want to do. This is your dream. You've yeah. stuck by my side for the past seven years doing what I want to do. Like, let's do it. Here we are. It's been like 11 months now. Do you have a food truck? Because you, you're in a, a feed store, right? We is did. That, we, yeah. So when I had started, the food right? truck, that, that lasted about a whole three, maybe four months. We got too overwhelmed. We couldn't get any help. It was just my wife and I. I was new to the game, I guess you would say. And so... uh Long story short, it got to where my kids were coming out of school and spending every afternoon and every evening at the restaurant or at the food truck. And I, this is not the life I wanted for them. And so we uh, kind of threw in the towel because we couldn't get any help. And then uh, the gentleman that owns the feed store here, he called me up one day and was like, hey, man, like, where are you at? And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, I went by to get barbecue and you're not there. I said, man, we shut down. I said it was kind of a last minute decision. We didn't really warn anybody. But, you know, my wife and I, we just we can't keep doing this to ourselves. He was like, well, he's like, let's go out to lunch sometime. And we went, we went to this local cafe, had lunch. And he was like, I want to take you to the feed store and show you something. And he had this huge feed room or uh, art. It was an old archery range that they were just using for storage. And he was like, you think you can make a restaurant out of this? And I was like, I looked at my wife and I was like, you want to get back into it? And she's like, well, we know we love it. We just, you know, we just need to get help. And then everybody in the community kind of got together and 
it's been wild ever since, man. It hasn't stopped. So that's crazy. So then, so the story I read from Daniel Vaughn that was it was something like it was something along the lines of a barbecue spot that got too popular they had to shut down, which was such an interesting concept because that is highly unusual and it's it's such an awesome concept to think of that way it's just, and also too if people are listening or watching and they hear that noise i'm gonna try to edit a lot of it out but if they hear the noise it's the rain it's the rain that's coming down yes so there's way, a lot of rain yeah, there's a lot of rain but it's but um but otherwise it's not wrecking the interview it's just if they'll hear it every so often like a it's it's texas yeah, rain uh, so but that is that is fascinating what was so what was that like though did you guys make the decision on the fly or did did that take some going home and talking and thinking about it how did that i mean honestly i i kind of felt like a little schoolgirl when it was offered because i was like this is my it's like a second chance even though it was like i told my wife it was kind of weird we might be the first people ever in business that sh- shut down because we were just too busy to handle it i think so but i mean it's just it wasn't by choice i mean we didn't have help and like i said it was our kids that's what you know when we started missing games practices powerlifting meets it was like you know, because we've our whole life, we've always been, we've never missed anything for our kids. And whenever our son started calling us and we're like, hey, are you guys going to make it today? And we said, no, bud, we're not going to. Uh, you know, it's just, it's heartbreaking. So. Yeah. You only get that once. So, you know, like it's. You, you do. Know. Yeah. I can work the rest of my life. Money is never going to go anywhere. And, uh, you know, but kids, you only have them until they're 18. And normally when they're about 15 or 16, they quit caring about you. Anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, you've only got to go. I'm there's going through fight. that right now with my 16 year old. <laughs> there's a fight. He's got friends and a girlfriend. So we're, we're second priority. Yeah. You're, you're in trouble. It's yeah, it's over for that. You'll, but you'll get them back in like half a decade or a decade. You'll, you'll get them yeah. back. Oh yeah. But, once they have kids and then they need a babysitter for the grandkids. Right? Yeah. All of a sudden your best friends are going to get it. It's like, it's, yep. it's, it's, it's been happening for hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, but did, did you have that pit when you were, and what were you cooking then? It was actually my 250. I can show you. It's just a little red 250. I had it built okay. by uh, a place out of close to the Houston area called Pig Iron Patina. And even then, this was such a last minute decision. I didn't have a pit planned out, a builder. I had nothing. This was so last minute that I literally got online and just started looking. On, I joined a couple barbecue page groups mm-hmm. and I was looking for somebody selling a smoker and that guy had just posted it. And so literally it went from us making this decision to me going and dropping like $6,500 on my first pit and opening all within like an eight day period. Oh my gosh. And so, so I literally bought the pit and I think we started the, the food truck two days after I actually purchased the pit. So, okay. And, and that was, it's a two fifty. and then what's behind you then, which pit is that? So this is an Austin Smokeworks thousand oh, yeah. gallon. One like Todd uses over at Cadillac. How do you like that? Man, man it's hard to say. Cause I've, this is the first and only thousand I've ever cooked on. I was used to a 250, which was my also my first big boy smoker. But um, I mean, the, I'm getting good reviews on my food, so I guess I'm, I guess it's working for us. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, yeah. I'd, I'd have to cook on three or four other ones just to try to get a feel of how they cook differently. But um, for what we're doing, um, it's great. I'm already needing another one. We're in the process of building that other 500 down in the back. So I'm pretty excited about that and see how that does because that one I'm actually kind of getting to, to design and pick out everything for it. Stuff that I wish this one had, or you know. Yeah. And a quick aside, I, you were like, I have a short list of people that I want to contact and that I want to talk to. And you were on that list. And then randomly, just out of the blue, I get an email from Todd at Cadillac saying, if you haven't talked to Nolan over there before, I would talk to him now. He said, because he knows how much I like to talk to someone in the early days and then talk to him again, like two or three day, three, two or three years later, just because it's good for them to look back and see what things were like. But also I love this early, like this beginning part i think that's a really interesting time because it's just 
it's so fresh and so new and you're not sure what the future holds and but it was it's a testament to your food and your customer service because you know Todd's particular Todd is so good at what he does and for him just to, out of the blue say Kevin you should talk to him that meant so much it just meant a lot to me number one just it was cool that he called, he wrote me but um, about that because that's you know that Todd's Todd and then that says a lot to you so I, I wanted to commend you for your it's I'm excited that you're putting out really great food and then you know it's getting that word of mouth and that buzz yes sir no for sure um so that was my first time technically meeting Todd, getting to shake hands and exchange words. Um, I met him at Troubadour, um, but he was actually speaking to some friends of mine uh, next to us. I just I never got to meet him, but I was just like, that guy's kind of my idol in the industry. You know what I mean? Like Matt Pittman is the one who's definitely kind of set the bar to me for taking your brand and just, you know, sky's the limit. And then Todd's my idol in the fact of what with the scale of what we're doing with actually having like a sit-down restaurant and putting out the best possible uh, best possible food that I can possibly give out, um, and I feel like he does that to a team. So yeah, and he had his other you know, super cool to have him come out. I don't know, just the way they do it over there, man. It's just it sets the bar for me. So yeah, and it's always the best. Like it's just always like top quality. Like he is just he's he's consistent and and he's gracious and he's nice and he's intelligent and it's just I really like him. He and Misty and I've called and talked to Misty before just personally and it's yeah they're great people I really love them so yeah. I just wanted to let people know too that if someone like Todd is recommending that's that's like that's a huge recommendation and I trust Matt to the end of the earth like he's just he's always been gracious I wouldn't to tell me. too many people that but why no I'm just I'm being funny no Matt's <laughs> such a good guy no, I was gonna say all the time and they're like oh yeah Matt sent me and I'm like hey I would keep that down a little bit I wouldn't tell too many people that yeah I know exactly you know what Matt's funny too. Matt's that's just a, he, he's just a guru, a bit brand guru, smart guy, and he's also. But he's just it's also Matt is. I think Matt. Some people in their minds might think that Matt is a certain type of person, but he's just he's just super down to earth. He's always been really. He is nice. He's, he's salt of the earth. Their entire family is yeah. beautiful, man. They're just they've been nothing but supportive and helpful since day one, and they have um they've helped us like tremendously. Yeah. And it's, it's also given me an idea of where Maybank was like prior to me Googling and figuring it out, because if Matt and Todd were connected to you, so I figured you had to be in that little Dallas Fort Worth. You had to be. Yeah. In, so Matt's in Waxahachie, but he has a lake house, like literally 15 minutes from our restaurant on Cedar Creek Lake here. And then Todd is in Dallas, which like I said, is about 50 minutes. So um, it's not too far at all. So yeah. we're, we're literally just, or hop skipping a throw right at seven much foot. So yeah. So what kind? But what food were you serving when you were just selling out like crazy when you had to shut down? So brisket. We had a pretty basic menu, um, but it was still a lot for two people. Um, it was let's see, brisket, sausage, which we weren't making yet. We were using a Syracuse sausage, oh. turkey, spare ribs, pork belly, burn ends. I think that's it. Cooked a lot of barbecue since then. I think that's it though. I'm pretty yeah. sure. And then like sides, we had beans, mac and cheese, rice and potato salad how did people know it was it just word of mouth too yeah just just word of mouth and uh we just we're pretty good at i feel like we're pretty good at market like getting ourselves out there every day i try to do at least two or three posts and yeah. um you know what i mean just and then obviously ending up in certain people's backyards like matt and stuff that have shared our stuff like that goes you know worldwide so it yeah. just kind of like let's i have literally people every single day that i had a family come in today from florida actually they flew in um, I had a, a family uh, last weekend. I don't know if you saw that drove all the way in from Kansas. Oh yeah. Um, 
So it's it's gotten out there for sure. So yeah. I feel like social media is a very powerful tool. And it, oh yeah, it's economical. If you know what you're doing, you could really like it's not you're not putting ads in new, newspapers. It's not the old days. It's it really you know pretty like television ads. It's, it's it's pretty amazing what the power is. But but when you first started. With the, when you had the food truck, were you friends with Matt and those guys? You weren't friends. Were you friends? No, with- I, I knew who Matt was, obviously, but no, I had no idea that he had a lake house here or anything. I didn't Did get you- to meet or really start any of those guys until uh, we until we got into here. That's really kind of what when we blew up was when we started uh, having seating and um, having the indoor facility. Were you always before barbecue and boba? Yes, that was that's what we started as back whenever we started last year. And why is it called that? So the B is our last name is Belcher. And there's four of us, my wife, my two kids, and myself. So that's, that's actually our ranch brand. We have a small little ranch here in uh, Maybank, and that's our ranch brand. And then um, when we lived in Fort Worth, we're big. Uh, we love Asian food, uh, Thai food specifically, sushi, stuff like that. There's a place in kind of the Fort Worth area that was called uh, Boba Tea House. We'd always go in there. My son would eat uh, I would always get sushi and spring rolls. And the kids would always get Boba Tea. And uh, so whenever we opened here, I was like, everybody does something, you know, like Zavala's does that barbecue and coffee. And I was like, we have to do something. And then my little one, my six, he was six at the time. He was like, yeah, let's do boba tea. And I was like, that's actually kind of a good idea. I was like, nobody does boba tea and barbecue. So here we are doing boba tea, which is Asian fusion barbecue out of a feed store in the middle of nowhere, Texas. And it's working. So <laughs> how many, how many, how many bobas do you sell a day? Honestly? Quite a bit. Um, I would say our average day of boba is roughly probably 30. That's not bad. Not, not near as much barbecue, but yeah, I mean, for small town country, it's uh, it's definitely a lot of our travelers that come in that um, get the boba. But yeah, I mean, I, Thai milk tea is my favorite. That's uh, I have one of those probably once a week. So Yeah, they're really good. And it's also uh, other people, there are people obviously that probably have never had boba in their life before. Yeah, no, I, I can't tell you the amount of times that I've had somebody say, so what is boba? And I'm like, so I was like tapioca with cassava, but I was like, it's we have to cook it. We get them imported from Asia. I was like, it's kind of like sucking a circle gummy bear up a straw that doesn't have too much taste with a really good tea. And they're like, they just kind of look at me and I'm like, you just have to try it. <laughs> so and then also too is like one of those like you have to try it. It's yeah. you can't really explain it. You know what I mean? It's just you're either gonna like it or you're not. So. Yeah, and it's interesting. And as long as they don't like someone doesn't choke on it, it's like I think people yeah, no, are, are so fun. surprised by. That. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah, because you have to have yeah, the I always get people like, Do you have the popping ones? I'm like, No, we use the real boba here. We actually cook them every day fresh and everything. So. Wow, that's really interesting. You should one day, I, I know, one day, if you ever film some of it, I'd like to, to have some footage of you of, of that process because I think that's really, really interesting. I would definitely, if you ever film that, like film a little bit of the process, I'd create another video and put it up because people are, are coming to my channel and people are checking out my blog. So I would love that, would be, or just do it for yourself and I'll share it. But it's, I definitely yes, think sir. that's an interesting thing. It's just so, it's so unique. But you don't, do you have anything else that's Asian other than the boba? So we all of us, so our chicken and our rice, we do Indian style. So it's not Asian, I guess, if you want to yeah. call that. Um, but um, no, not Asian. Because um, we use like a basmati. And we do it like cilantro lime style. And we use like a butter chicken sauce that we make for the chicken. Our beans are more like, like a Hispanic style, like a charro bean. No, I think that's the only Asian fusion we have going on. But that's kind of our motto too, is barbecue with a twist. So everything we do kind of has a little flair to it. You know what I mean? Like I said, so the chicken is Indian style. The boba is the Asian fusion. So. Yeah, I was going to ask you what that with a twist meant so that that's what it is it's it's a style and it's something that you guys 
it's like you're selling almost selling food that you like yeah so i tell everybody like in the barbecue world all of us we're all doing the same thing every day we're all pretty much using the same brisket same ribs same pork belly it's just we're all putting our own twist on it you know what i mean we all have our own way of um it's kind of how we're showing ourselves off i guess with the different styles like our i call it meat candy but our pork belly burn ends uh, we do them kind of like a peach cobbler style pretty sweet they're good it goes very well with the pork sounds really great so let's, let's, let's we sprinkle like a shortbread cookie crumble on top of the pork belly uh, burn in which has the peach and everything so it's pretty good it's pretty good <laughs> it sounds really good it sounds really good let's well, let's talk about the feed store let's, let's talk about your location what is it like you guys are open wednesday through saturday right yes sir and what is so the, we what's open the wednesday through saturday 11 a.m till um, sell out every day which we have to. We had to put some sort of time on Google just for them to allow us to close that out. But it was. Yeah. We put three o'clock. Location is literally. We're just right off 175. If you're going, you know, going towards Athens from Kaufman, and um, see, I have customers all day, man. That's all. If you, I don't know if you can hear the car talking. Okay, my pit, my road, my pit room is right here by the road. Just all day long in the morning at 5:30, I'll have people out here honking at me. You know what I mean, but uh, <laughs> we cool. um, we're just right here. We're inside the feed store. And um, you can actually will come inside the front door of the feed store. You have about a 50 yard walk. You go past the registers and then to the left, there's just these two big wooden doors and we keep them closed when we're not open so we can clean and prep and everything. But pretty much we'll open up those doors and that line will go there and it'll go, sometimes it goes all the way out the front door. Wow. But the cool thing is you can be like literally number 80 in line and still be indoors. So when the weather's bad, if it's cold or 110 degrees outside, your inside climate control room without having to be on the elements. So that's perfect. And is it like meat market style? Yeah. So you walk in, you go to um, the cutting board first, get, you order your meats. Then uh, there's a girl next to him that does the sides. My wife works the cold table. She's the one who does like the pickles, onions, the cheeses. She makes everything very pretty, mm-hmm. photogenic. And then I get, I'm the one that gets to take the money from you. You're also the guy cooking too. Yes. Yes. So I get here like 4 5 o'clock in the morning. Um, get everything going and then um, I get everything off before uh, lunch service and we were on service once we're done with and I kind of like right now I have briskets on so I'm cooking briskets I do that all day as soon as I get a break and customers I'll run out here a few minutes more wood stir the coals up um, and then I go back in and then once everybody's done we are clean and then they all go home and I'm still here cooking wow how how much seating do you have inside uh, we have enough seating right now for 68 we're gonna be going up to about 95 here soon here about the next month or so why is that Are you building out to well so the like i said the the room we're in was an old archery range and so we have about 75 percent of it now but there's still a quarter of it that they're having to use for storage the owners of the feed store and uh but they're in the process of getting the rest of that done so once they're done with that we'll drop that curtain we're actually gonna have a full stage inside there as well and we plan on um, opening the bar as well inside you will be able to come in and have like an evening service and um, we'd like to start doing breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Being in the country, finding the proper, most experienced help is kind of hard to find. So I'm just kind of waiting. So this is like stage one of multiple stages coming up. There's different things that are. Yes. For wow. Sure. That's crazy. A lot That's... of people I keep asking us, like, when we're going to, you know, what, when are we going to open up our own? Or I don't ever plan on leaving the feed store. I just keep planning on expanding here. I don't ever want to have multiple locations. I'd rather just have one big, you know. It's kind of cool that you're in a feed store, I think. Yeah. It screams Texas, man. Like literally, it's you come so to my Texas. restaurant and there's cowboys getting out of dually trucks that have goosenecks with four or five saddled up horses in the back. They got cow cow crap and spurs on their boots and walking inside e You know what I mean? So it's 
It's cool, man. It's everything I wanted it to be. So. Yeah, no, it's everything I would want, and it's like it's my, you know, like it's like my dream location. The way you described it, it's like, oh, that's so perfect. And so also, you too, you could go to the feed store, get like on your way out or on your way. Yeah, in. he's got full clothing line, boots, Wrangler jeans, cowboy hats. Oh. I mean, any type of feeds you need. Um, they have a full boutique, like antique store in here. You can get candles, and women can shop. And, oh. um, he's about to put in a gun counter. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. I love that. I love that so much. So let's let's jump to. I want to talk about the the meats too, like the proteins that you serve. But uh, yes, let's sir. talk about the the pit that you're building. Did you weld it in the in the army, or how how did you learn how to? No, I'm still um, in the learning stages. So um, Kevin, which is the owner of the feed store, his son Chandler, who's 22 years old, has been welding his entire life, um, helping his dad on their ranch and stuff, building fence and stuff, and he's just a really good welder. And um, they've been so supportive of us since uh, we started here. It was one of those, like, I just wanted to, he's, he's always been intrigued with barbecue. Like, he'll sit here and just watch me make sausage for hours, you know. And he's like, he's like man, it's so, um, it's so calming and relaxing just watching you do that. And I could just tell he kind of has a love for it secretly, but he's busy. And so whenever the opportunity presented itself, I had a customer of mine who's an old farmer. Uh, he's probably in his 80s. He comes in in a, like a little motorized chair and. Um, he was like, hey, if you're ever interested, I got a, I got some propane tanks in the pasture if you ever want them. And I went out there and checked them out and um, pretty much was gifted to us. And so I told Chandler, I said, hey, man, um, you know, I can tell you have a love and passion for this. I've seen you weld all day, every day. I mean, he built the pit room in here that we have. He built it That's for me. Killer. And so uh, it's one of those like I just, you know, they help us out and they support us. So I want to, you know, if I'm going to spend money, I'd, I'd rather do it with people that help me and support me every day. So. Yeah, so, you're, um, so you're it's kind like, of a cool way for him to get started. So, yeah, so, so how, how how far along are you guys? It looks pretty far along. Yeah, so we've been on it for about a week and a half. And don't get me wrong, he's done 95% of it. It's been more <laughs> just me helping, you know what I mean? Just kind of, I've, I've designed it for sure. It's definitely been him doing most of it. It's just me doing like, you know, a little bit of welds here and there or cutting out some stuff in the plasma pedal form, so. Wow, but uh, I would say we probably today he's he was actually over here right whenever yeah I got your text first um, and I was like oh shoot I was like I gotta go bud but um he was just showing me he just got the doors cut out and got the hinges put on firebox is completely done now he built the the leg for it today the stand and everything so really all that's left is to um, we're we're putting a damper in between the firebox and the uh, cooking chamber itself so it'll prevent if you notice with my pictures i always post there's walker logs in the pits to protect the meat from getting that direct heat mm -hmm. so we're putting a damper in there so that way i won't have to worry about those anymore and um i think after that it's just going to be building the racks putting those inside and getting the um the uh, stack put on so we're probably about a week out wow. so the whole process is going to be less than three weeks and probably a, a quarter of what it would cost me you know and so and i'm getting the support local and no support local and it's it's you you're doing it with him it's like an experience it's it's life yeah. that's that's really it's really happening under the same roof as our restaurant so i mean it's pretty cool so yeah and i get to go check on it every day i get to help with it i got to design it so it's pretty cool wow and that the firebox looks different than most is that your it's kind of like a in my head it's like a a blend a syntax ish kind of it's kind of got so i had a buddy of mine today mention the um I didn't know they existed. I, I don't I don't know if I followed them yet, but there's a place actually in California, I guess, called Harper. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Big guy. So when I posted that picture, he was like, hey, man, your pit kind of looks like Harper's. And I was like, who's Harper? It's like Harper's Barbecue out of Cali. 
And I was like, I've never heard of them. I went and looked them up and they do that. I guess they have that one single hole, but um, I got my idea off looking at, it was a muscle car that had coming out of the hood. It had wow. the two things. And I was like, man, imagine that'd be kind of cool for a door for a firebox. So that's how I got that idea. But um, yeah, I'm just, just taking little things that I see trying to just build our own thing. You know what I mean? So. That's killer. No, that's cool. It's just like, it just seems like it's, it's drawing from a lot and, and that makes sense. Muscle cars too. Like that's, that's also where, pit builders draw their ideas from other things it's you know whatever right. work what, what what works the best that's uh, yeah i just heard about them today but i mean the, the pits look pretty cool and i liked how they did that but we did i guess there's this single ours is going to be a double yeah so but it's a, the same piece of pipe that we ordered for the stack i ordered an extra foot of it so we could cut six inches two six inch pieces off of that and that's what we're using for that but i'm super excited to get this thing fired up man because i feel uh, like it's going to be it's going to be an animal yeah, so that's a 500? Yeah, so that's a 500. Yes, sir. That's killer. What's crazy is like for that tank, for all the metal, everything total that I have invested in that thing so far is like $1,400. And that's like every, that's what, see what I mean? It's like, and I get to be part of it. So, you yeah. know, and obviously I'm going to take care of him on the labor part, but I mean, I'm still going to be in less for less than five thousand dollars total for everything once it's all said and done. So yeah, pretty yeah. Cool. so yeah, so like like you said, like a quarter, like it'll be about a quarter of what it yeah. would be. Yeah, which is huge. That's a big deal. That's, it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're still we're doing great, you know, but I'm still not doing numbers like some of these guys. So you know, but um, it's I'm doing what I can. I'm trying to support who I can, and um, I got to do what we can afford. Because one thing I told myself is I will never go into debt trying to make a living. Um, and so like we start, um, so like the reason, the way we started our restaurant, we sold our food truck and the money I made off that is what I used to build out our kitchen and do everything here. So Smart. like I have, we have no debt, no loan, nothing. We're, we're a hundred percent debt free business being less than a year in. So that's something I'm holding on to tight. So. Yeah. 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 Let's, and I don't want to go into debt doing way. it. So yeah, let's yes, keep sir, it. Let's sure. make sure we keep it that way. Yeah, definitely. That's that's killer. So I, I obviously you said you had to put a number for the Google for uh, the time that you close. What time are you selling out now? Just so people can get it in their mind. Every day is different. So um, like last week, literally every single day was a record day that, that we've ever had. So like our Wednesday was the best Wednesday all through the week. It happened that way. And it was a record week. This week has been a little on the slower end. It's not it's not bad. The numbers are still good. It's just instead of us having it nonstop full throttle, 85 to 100 people in line from the time we opened, there's only been about 20 people in line when we open. And it's just taken us till about 2.30, 3 o'clock to sell out instead of being out of food by like 1, 1 But I mean, obviously, like our busiest days are Friday, Saturday, Saturday, obviously being the most busy because that's when we get all of our travelers from out of state, out of town. So each day of the week, we kind of have it proportion. Um, proportioned out where we know like how many briskets like typically a wednesday we're going to go through about 10 briskets thursday roughly 10 or 11 but then friday we normally go through 14 or 15 and then saturday we know we can get away with about 20 briskets so oh, wow. that's a decent amount yes sir for sure <laughs> definitely that's good and also probably a little bit is because um the the notoriety the notoriety from the youtube the uh, matt Pittman thing i think that probably yes. spilled over for that last week i'm sure yeah, so when that first came in for the very first time, he walked in about 2.30, and um, I, I was sitting there cutting on the board, and I kind of looked up, and I was like, I was like, is that Matt Pittman? And I told my wife, I was like, hey, Matt Pittman's here. She's like, who? I'm like, Matt Pittman. She's like, who's Matt Pittman? I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, meat shirts, my favorite seasoning. I was like, that's the owner. And I was like, game faces, everybody, come on. Long story short, man, I had like 
scraps left and i did the best i could and then that like for whatever reason liked it which if it would have been you know if i would have looked at that platter now i would have i wouldn't have served it to him but him and tracy loved it he gave us a little shout out which we noticed a little bit of a influx in business from that yeah and then um he called me back like a week later and was like hey man have you ever done any festivals i was like no i haven't I've never done anything and like i'm so new to this and um he's like well i got a buddy of mine that i'm gonna reach out to and i get a call from chase colston contributor about a week later, he was like, hey, man, Matt told me, you know, great things. I'd uh, love to have you out. So we did that. Rocked it. Loved it. It was amazing. Can't wait to do it again this year. Matt hit me up again probably a month or two later and was like, hey, man, um, he's like, are you familiar with my Can-Am Pit Stops? And I was like, no. I was like, I've seen them, but I'm, like, I'm not too sure. And he had done one with, like, Hurtado, Panther City, yeah. Danes. And, um, he was like, awesome. he was like, I want to do one. So he came and did a Can-Am Pit Stop. That helped us a bunch, too. And then... I want to say about a month and a half ago, he, he texted me and said, hey, uh, do you have any cake? And I was like, yeah, which one do you want? He was like, some of the strawberries. Like, I'll be out there in 10 minutes. I was like, all right, cool. So he came in and then um, he was like, hey, I got some uh, some openings this next week. I want to do a video with you. Um, what do you want to do? And I was like, hey, man, you tell me, like, what, what, what have you not done yet? Or he was like, well, what's some of your best sellers? And I told him and he's like, well, let's do it. So we did that. And it's been a blessing, man. So that family is I owe them the world, man. No, he's good. And yeah, I, and I know that he's close with Chase. That's a perfect, yeah, that's a nice little, because I was wondering how Troubadour kind of fit into that whole thing. So now it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So right. him and Chase are close and um, he pretty much just put in the word for me. So and yeah. Chase finally came out and actually got to sit on and eat the platter um, a few weeks ago. So that was pretty awesome. So, good guy. What a good guy. Yeah. A really guy. And that's Our community is full of a lot of great guys, man. Mm -hmm. It really is. Definitely. And, and I've been like, I haven't helped my mom for all these, for like three or four years. So I haven't had a chance. Like I, a lot of these guys, I know this way, the way we're talking to each other. So it'll be nice when I get a chance to go on the road once she's uh, completely healed up and then uh, get to meet you as well as other people in person. But yeah, uh, I can't wait to give you a tour, man. Like uh, you'll, you'll love it. Man. I don't have any background in this. I taught myself how to cook on a pellet smoker during COVID and I just ran with it, but I've never got to work in a restaurant. I've never got to work in barbecue. I mean, I ran the cashier at Whataburger like my senior year of high school. That was the only food experience I had. But, um, you know, so I don't have any bad habits that I know of. And I'm self-taught. So it kind of, but it kind of conflicts with certain people that I work with and that have barbecue experience. And they've kind of, and they have a certain way of doing things. And I can tell that we have a difference, but it works. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> really, it's like, it's, you got to do, you got to do what you got to do. But do, having not come from, a restaurant background per se is there anything that you advice that you give people or, or or something that you've learned that you could share advice because i think that you're coming from such a different place is there something that you've learned in opening a restaurant that you didn't know prior to opening it maybe that's a better question so if i had any advice i will say one thing that i feel like helps me the most is i i'm very good at speaking to people i may not be good on video in person, I'm very good at making people feel welcome. I can read people very well. I can tell if somebody's having a bad day or if they're kind of a hermit in their shell, I'm going to bring them out of that shell. That's like a mental goal I have if I meet them. I just, I'm good at talking to people and I give people the service and respect and the quality that what I want. Like, so when I cook, I don't, I don't cook for the way I want people. I cook for the way I would want it to taste. I treat people the way I would want to be treated when I go to a restaurant. I try to give them that customer service that lacks so much in today's world. Mm -hmm. But um, it feels, I feel like I'm finally found my calling is what it feels like. Cause I'm getting to talk to people. I'm getting to cook. I'm getting to put my OCD to work every single day with my <laughs> food and my restaurant. Like it just works, man. I don't know. Like it's, I finally just 
finally found it. And it's crazy because I'm working 16, 17, 18 hours a day. But like days that I get done early, like I get bored. Like I love being here. I just, this is my calling, man. This is what I want to do. So how amazing um, is that? It hasn't been a hard struggle or anything, you know, and I, I'm not trying to say that in a, in a snide way because I know a lot of guys in this industry are struggling and, you know, they didn't, they may not have it as good as we do or, you know, but I'm just doing the best I can and it's working. That's what I'm trying to, I'm just trying to keep that momentum going. Yeah. Well, and it seems, it seems too like there's a lot of people that I'm friends with or that know that are stopping in and, and visiting and and it's like the uh, Dustin from Yule Skinner. I saw he, yeah. he stopped by recently. What a nice guy too. He's a great guy. Yeah. I, to, I just got that fire table from him. It's actually right here next to me right now, but um, yeah, I, we're, uh, we're going to do some pretty cool stuff with that for Fort Worth Food and Wine Festival. So we're pretty excited about that. Oh, that's cool. And so you had mentioned, pot, do you have cakes and pies and stuff? Or? Yeah. So my wife, bless her heart, she can't stop working too. That's just kind of her mindset. Um, yeah. So our kids are doomed. They're either going to, they're, they're probably going to end up in the, you know, taking over the family business or they're going to be hard workers too. But um, she um, she's always loved making cakes. She's phenomenal at cake pops and everything. And um, so we do... I think seven different desserts here on a daily basis, and they're all made here in-house fresh daily. We do a coconut cream pie tres leche with pineapple. We do a strawberry shortcake tres leche. We do a fruity pebble tres leche, a Texas chocolate pecan tres leche, a blueberry muffin tres leche, and then we do a homemade banana pudding, churro sopapilla cheesecake bites, and a chocolate mousse cheesecake. So it's kind of like a cheesecake texture, but like in a pudding form. Wow. So we have every one of those here every single day. Wow. That is insane. Do you guys, yeah, do, you, yeah. do you have enough cold storage? <laughs> That's amazing. That's crazy. That? You have enough cold storage there? Because you're also making sausage, right? Yes. So I make my own sausage as well. And I just started that like three months ago. I was buying sausage. I started with Syracuse and I started using the heart brand Wagyu. And then um, my buddy Derek over at North Texas Smoke, um, he gifted us with a hand crank sausage machines like 100 bucks and um i love that thing man and uh just kind of rolled with it it's been working so like i try to do different sausages every week so this week i did like a um like a chori queso chorizo queso sausage and then a um it's like a texas Twinkie jalapeno pepper jack sausage as well wow so that's and the two that i have for this week the blueberry pancake oh, that's a, that's awesome yeah i did a blueberry pancake uh with maple syrup sausage i do a, a chicken bacon ranch sausage so every week i try to do two different flavors uh, okay uh, we always have two flavors but i try to do two different flavors every week as well so. okay so they're not going to be like there's no standard sausage it's always going to be two special sausages that you make every yeah, week. yeah i have people all the time that ask me they said do you ever just have like a regular sausage and i said brother nothing i do is regular man <laughs> i'm always trying to be up here every time so. Oh, uh, I've never done just the plain sausage. Wow. So I'm about to highlight your sausage too. Gosh, this is, it's, you're, it's like it, talking to you reveals all these different layers of who you are as a person, but also what your restaurant is. This is a pretty fantastic thing that you're doing. It really is. Thanks, man. I appreciate So in a nutshell, I get bored easily. So if I don't keep myself at a higher level of expectation and try to get more and more out of myself, I, I'm not saying I'll get bored with barbecue, but I just, it's what drives me. It feeds me. You know what I mean? It's always like, can I do more? Can I do more? Can I do better? Wow. So, and there's, and it seems like eventually you're going to have breakfast, you're going to have uh, dinner, you're going to have a steak. Yeah. So I cook the girls breakfast tacos. We like, I mean, we do homemade bread and tortillas here. 
So I'll get up here and um, we'll get down on the griddle and I'll fry up some tortillas and we'll take some brisket eggs, like some chorizo, um, pico and everything, mix it all together, throw the tortillas and stuff. So um, try to keep them happy. You know what I mean? so. so you're already doing breakfast for the staff? Just for the crew. Yeah, for us. Yeah. Just It's just me playing with like recipes and stuff. But someday you could be open for breakfast potentially. Yeah, if I could get help, I mean, I would start tomorrow. If I could get the help, I would start um, immediately doing breakfast. Wow. So out here, a lot of people commute to Dallas, which is like a 45, 50-minute drive in the morning. So we would have to have breakfast available at, say, 6 a.m. People come in, grab a cup of coffee, eat some breakfast, or grab it to go, and hit the road to be at work. So wow. Probably wow. do breakfast from, like, say, 6 to 9, and then shut down for an hour, hour and a half kind of prep and get everything clean and then open back up at lunch at 11. Do you sell meat church seasonings there? I do not. That was a gift from Matt. Whenever he came and did the thing, he brought me a bunch of seasoning and a flag. And Because I'm all about supporting people that support us. Matt's been a great supporter. And so in the restaurant, down the walls, I have all different types of people's business shirts, their hats, their banners, posters. You know, and I get people all the time that ask me like, hey man, how much do you charge to like rent a spot? And I'm like, I don't charge. And they're like, seriously, everybody else does. And I'm like, you guys support us. Yeah. At least I can do is support you, you know? So yeah. my whole, like in the front, when you come in and walk in the restaurant, we have the glass with the counter where you walk down, but I have these rows. There's probably over 150 different cards where I have people that set out their business cards. So as people walk down our line, you know, I'm letting yeah. my customers promote their self too. So, I mean, it's a hard world, man. It's, you know what I mean? COVID did a lot of damage to a lot of yeah. people in their businesses and you know, if I have these people that are coming here supporting me weekly, some of them daily, like they do, um, the least I can do is let them put a shirt or hat on the wall or put yeah. some of the down. Definitely. So you then are you using some of the meat church's spices then for? Yeah. So we use voodoo for the mac and cheese and our lote. And then during uh, for our Texas Twinkies, we uh, we mix our seasoning with brisket, three different cheeses. And then um, once we're done, we mix the uh, the Texas sugar with some of ours and roll the tortillas around in that. So. Oh, cool. And if you want to see details of that, that's in the video, right? Yes, sir. That's cool. And I'll put a link to that below because that's fun. And that's, it's isn't it amazing the power of, of meat church. Like what? It's man, over 206,000 like or something yesterday. It was, yeah. it's crazy. Man. It's and what's funny is he sure. probably wasn't like he, you probably paid attention more than him because, you know, they, he's, that all the videos that he does, he he promotes them properly, and they they're successful, and people love what he does, and they trust what he's they they want. They were curious, yeah. very curious. So for that's, sure, that's cool. So what is there anything else that people don't special wise? Are there certain specials, or they kind of because of the way you are, you kind of create specials on a daily basis, just whatever. So one of the one of the things I pride ourselves on is the way we set up our menu. So I'm. I was poor growing up. Um, I didn't have a lot at all. I used to go to the local gas station and steal food in the mornings just so I could eat sometimes. Um, I've never said that publicly, by the way. So, um, But long story short, um, I've worked my tail off my entire life to get to where I am. I've never had anything handed to me or given to me. And I know what it's like to struggle. And so what I wanted to do with this business was <clears throat> I wanted to Make sure that no matter what walk of life you're in, if you're um, lower income, middle income, sorry, I'm getting <clears throat> emotional right now. Um, I wanted to make sure that anybody that comes walking into my restaurant feels confident and comfortable to eat. You know what I mean? I don't want them to feel like they're not good enough. They can't afford it just because we're getting all this hype and all this, um, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I want our food to be affordable for everybody. So you can come in and you can order something 
you know, as little as ten dollars. Um, most of our lunch specials, like a loaded potato, nachos, taco lunch, all that's under fifteen bucks. We have a sampler platter that's twenty five bucks, but it gives you every single piece of meat plus a side and a drink. And then I do have the you know the big platters like the belly buster, the family meals and stuff like that. So um, I try to make it to where anybody that comes in, man, they can they can come in and eat and they don't have to because I get I I do I get people that come in all the time and you can tell that they're they're kind of you know lower income and it's you know whatever their story is I don't know it's not my business but you know they just kind of like walk in and you know I've, I had one older gentleman that uh, you could tell he just had a rough life like he just was kind of looking around and. I said, can I help you with anything, sir? And he was like, oh, I can't afford you, man. I just, I'm just admiring what you got going here. And I was just like, you know, well, are you hungry? And he was like, yeah. And I made him a sandwich and gave it to him. He's like, you didn't have to do that. And I was just like, I said, I've, I've struggled, man. I promise you I have. So I know what it feels like. So um, don't ever feel like you're not good enough to come eat, you know, just because, you know, we've been on YouTube and all these shows and everybody's talking about us and stuff mm -hmm. like that doesn't, you know what I mean? We still want to make sure that we feed everybody. So I'm not, um, it's hard to do market style barbecue an hour outside of a metroplex out of a feed store in the country and a lot of my customers are farmers and ranchers yeah. you know what i mean and so those guys they have it rough so yeah and you don't want to price them out you want Sorry, them man, to, i got a little emotional there that no was, i like that, that. i know it's the humanity it's it's also it's it's who you are and it, it means a lot that's that's i think people are gonna gonna get a lot out of that because it shows it shows what type of person you are and it also shows that you know that I, I know that there are people that that can't afford barbecue that can't afford because it's 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 scary to go in and they, you know, they're embarrassed or they're whatever. They don't, it's, you know, it's, it's expensive out there. And it's also, you have to make a living, but you know, you want to be able to offer, offer options that are feasible for whatever walk of life comes in. Like, I think that's, and that's great. And it's also, you are going to have a, because of where you're located, you're going to have a mix of customers. You're not going to just have those crazy barbecue guys that come on like a Saturday that, that are used to spending a hundred dollars on something like, yeah, it's just, yeah. I love, right. I love that's that. What, love that Nolan. That's what I tell people is like, it's nice having these, you know, our belly buster, which comes with pretty much like a quarter to a third pound of every meat, three sides, a dessert, and two drinks. We do that for 60 bucks. You know I mean, I try to be as affordable as I can. Wow, that's but great. I know not everybody can afford that, but that's a good platter for all of our travelers. That's what most of them get. But, you know, you got to pay attention to your local demographic and the people that actually pay your bills daily. And those are the ones that, like, I literally have customers that come in here if not every day that are here at least two to three days a week and they're always ordering something different. But I mean, you know, we have a taco lunch. It's two tacos, two bacon brisket tacos, uh, a side and a drink. And that's like 15 bucks. You know what I mean? And they're huge tacos. I have a spuds that are two pounds a piece. We do those with a drink for $14. Like, so I try to have an affordable menu for people. So that way they don't feel like every time they come eat barbecue, they're like, Oh, well, we're about to go spend 50 bucks. or We're about to go spend a hundred bucks. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I mean, literally, you can go to Whataburger now, and I don't think you can get a, a regular cheeseburger anymore for eight, for less than eight bucks. You know what I mean? So I was gonna say McDonald's to say, is like fifteen bucks. Like you'll you'll spend that much on. Uh, yeah. So I'm not trying to compete with them, but I'm trying to let people know that like you guys don't have to go eat fast food and go get a double cheeseburger just to try to stay within your budget. You know, like come up here and let us make you a, you know, our brisket mac and cheese nacho. So what we do there is we take a bed of tortilla chips. Instead of using nacho cheese, we put our brisket mac and cheese, and then we top that with chopped brisket. Uh, then it's pico cheese, you know, jalapenos, and we hit it with our barbecue sauce, sour cream. I mean, that's fourteen bucks, and it comes with a drink, and that thing's literally oh. like two pounds or two. You know I mean? <laughs> That'll fill you up. That's great. You can share that with a friend. That's killer.
No, that's really you know, great. It's another thing I did with the menu was I tried to make it to where I build as many menu items as I possibly could based off the food we were already cooking in a day. So instead of me having to, you know, order all this extra stuff to do, try to do all this extra stuff, we already had chips, we already had mac and cheese, we already had brisket. So why not do tacos? Why not do this? You know, we created a Mac Daddy sandwich, which is just a brisket sandwich, topped with brisket mac and cheese. My wife put pickles, onions, barbecue sauce on it. It's delicious. And it was something we're already doing, but that gives people other options. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's a smart way to do it. That I don't ever right. want somebody to have, you know, a reason to say no. You know, I, people say, hey, do you take Apple Pay? Do you think, yeah, of course. Like, I'm not going to give you any reason and walk out of here without spending money. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm also <laughs> trying to give them as many options yeah. as they can to afford their budget. How big is your staff right now or your team? So my wife, Hugh, Mo, Russell, and myself so there's five of us total so my wife comes in every morning with me her and i we open up all the doors we load the pit we get everything going um she goes ahead and gets beans and mac and everything going in there and then she typically heads out about 6 7 o'clock to go home to wake the kids up get them i say kids my oldest is 16 so he's, he's old enough to be by himself but um wake them up get them ready for school and then she takes them to school and she's on me back by 8 30 yeah so i mean that's pretty much it so and I'm, I'm always the one that's doing yeah, so we try to, obviously, when we need the most help is during service hours um, in the morning, getting everything prepped. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's just me and these, you know, 20 briskets I have on right now. And so I can handle that by myself. So it allows me to not have to spend extra money on labor. So. Yeah. Are you, so are you hiring right now? If people are watching this and they want to apply, like for later on, so they? Yeah, no, for sure. I'm looking for uh, two people to come in and start doing uh, mornings. And then I'm also looking for two to three people to come in during the evening. So I want okay. to incorporate breakfast. And I would, um, I think for dinner at first, I don't know if we're going to do a full barbecue menu, but I would love to get this griddle going with a bunch of smash burgers with all the extra yeah. trimmings we're getting off the biscuits and stuff. And that would help me um, do better just based off of yeah. um, Is there a barbecue spot that you're interested in going that you've seen online? Because I know you don't go online a lot. You're not... Yeah, so I have a Cadillac is one. That's my number one that I wanted. I still have never been, but they're open every Thursday and Friday, which is yeah. two of my busiest days. And then I think one Saturday a month, mm-hmm. which is another one. So Cadillac for sure, Truth, and Burnt Bean Co., which I think we're going to go to Burnt Bean Co. this weekend. Um, I want to go take the family down there, leave here Saturday after work. Um, I had a board made by White Oaks Woodworking and Caleb, oh. and so he's uh, he's doing our board for us. We're gonna go pick that up, and then I want to take the family to go have like a nice uh, brunch on Sunday morning down there with Burnt Bean. Ah, uh, Burnt Bean just looks say, silly. It does look so great. Those are like my three. If yeah. I had like my top three favorite list, that would be them. Um, yeah. It'd be uh, Cadillac, Truth, and then Burnt Bean. And I know people that have crawled into Cadillac like late in the day. And whatever they've gotten, like whatever's left is like some of the best barbecue they've ever had. So that's. Oh yeah. I've had literally people come in here and ask me for scraps. I'm like, I don't even know how to charge you for this. Like they want my burn in pieces off the ribs or something. And you know, they're like, man, I'll, I'll take whatever you have. And I'm like, I have to tell him I just give it to him, you know, but it's yeah. just like, I have one guy that he'll come in and I'll just say, whatever scraps you have, man, he's like, just put them in a thing for me, charge me whatever you want to charge. I'm going to go home and make some really good beans with it or something. And I'm oh, just like, cool. I literally have people trying to buy scraps off us. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's crazy like who would have thought you know yeah so it's, it's my boy it's my also i i didn't want to be remiss and do you guys sell you sell um your sauce and season and um sauce and uh seasoning wait what did that season what is, what's spice not sauce and seasoning rub yeah, rub yes, I, like i lost my, 
my train of thought. Okay, yes, so sir. so do you sell? I'm you in sell the process of working. We're going to. So I just sent my recipes off. I'm still waiting on. Um, we're kind of going back and we're kind of going back and forth. Um, I just send them the full recipe. They make it there. They send it back to me. I have to try it. See if it's the same. Okay. And we, we've just kind of been going back a couple times. But yeah, so we're going to be doing our own sauce and our own rub. Right, um, yeah. I'm just waiting on them to kind of critique the critique their recipe. So cool. That's another thing. And then, do you have merch right now? I did. They've kind of wiped me out since that YouTube video. So um, <laughs> I do need to get some more hats. <laughs> okay. Cool. I still have stickers, but that's all I have right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. This was. Number one, I just, I enjoy talking to you. I could talk to you for hours and I, I think people are going to get that, you know, they'll, they'll get, they'll get to know who Nolan is from this. And, you know, th another reason why I do these is so people get to meet you prior to visiting and get to know you a little bit better and know your story and know where you're coming from. And I'm so excited for your future. And it's, you know, it, it, I'm glad that you're able to balance the family life and all the other stuff and make this work. And I'm glad that this opportunity came about because you know what's what are the odds of that happening too it's just it's all it seems like it's working out it's really cool yes sir it's been a blessing for sure found my calling i feel like and i'm just grabbing hold of the reins and holding on man because it's um it's, it's been a ride for sure and I'm, I'm loving every bit of it so. awesome yeah let me know if there's anything you need to yes sir thank you kevin i appreciate have, it sir have a good evening have a good have a good day tomorrow too you too sir enjoy thank yourself you. have a good evening